0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, we've come to the end of 2022, and what a year it's been when it comes to climate change, sustainability, investing, and the push towards being more sustainable. But the question is with all of these large projects going on, how are they going to be funded or financed well to help us answer that question we're joined now by margie ong who's a partner southeast asia at erm margie thank you so much for joining us today thanks for having me rachel it's great to have you with us so margie you head up the corporate sustainability and climate change practice at erm you were also the ceo of thoughts in gear that's a sustainability and social impact consulting firm Tell me what are your thoughts on the year that was as we start to reflect on 2022 before we look forward and discuss some of the trends that you're seeing in the market.
1: Oh my goodness, what a year. No, I think you you framed it absolutely correctly, Rachel. Um even from you know, I've been in in sustainability for about a decade now and I think in the in the past year we've probably seen more momentum and more energy in the sector than even you know the past five years, for example. And I think part of it is the coming back after the pandemic. I think part of it, it really highlighted the criticality of us paying attention to the world around
0: us, to nature, to people. And I think that's really coming to fruition. Mm, and there have been a lot of conversations about how we really take that step forward, especially when it comes to energy. We can't just, you know, take a leap away from, um, from fossil fuels. Everyone talks about transition, about natural gas. But we've got to talk about developing the technologies and the energies to kind of drive forward that sustainable energy future. And a big element of that, Margie, is funding, isn't it? But what are your thoughts on private sector finance? and the role that private sector finance plays when we're looking at the energy transition for Southeast Asia.
1: Right. And the transition that's coming up is in terms of the scale of financing that's needed. So if we look at the the financing scale globally today, so assets under management total, about 100 trillion at the moment across the globe. And by 2030, we need at least... trillion in climate financing alone in order to achieve a lot of the energy transition and a lot of the other um, sustainability-linked projects that you mentioned as well. Now, this energy transition specifically in terms of, for example, investigating technologies that will help us, investigating alternative types of fuels. And that's one of the things that we're doing very actively at the moment as ERM is helping folks really discover what does it what do alternative fuels mean what what's acceptable what's not what is actually um the more sustainable fuel how are those going to play out in terms of being very reliable sources of energy to power the world today so really some of these very important questions that need the financing in order to not just be discovered not just in terms of the design phase but very much and hopefully very quickly going into the implementation phase of those technologies as well.
0: And Margie, it's not just about private sector finance, is it? I mean, it's really a collaboration with public-private sector when we're looking at driving the energy transition to talk to us about blended finance, some of the challenges there and how you see this moving forward when it comes to the energy transition what are some of the challenges and I guess what I'm trying to ask you is how are they overcome when we're looking at blended finance and tackling the energy transition
1: yeah so if we look if we take a step back and we look at the private sector as the wealth generator and of course um, public finance and philanthropic offices etc as more of the wealth distributors if you will and if we look at the role of finance in pushing new technologies not just climate finance not just new energy transition technologies but even historically it has always taken a push to invest in new technologies from a blended or a governmental um, momentum perspective so if you take a, if we take a look at energy transition today So some of the more developed and proven technologies like solar and wind, for example, that is becoming a lot more applicable at the moment for large scale private financing. Then we have new technologies as well, whereby private private financing does need the role of government, both in terms of blended finance, in terms of being able to leverage public financing mm-hmm. to progress sustainable finance but also the role of government in playing three key roles so one in terms of well on on the on the um on the extreme one in terms of regulation for example bringing in the motivation shall we say in order to be able to accelerate not just the development of Uh, more sustainable energies but in terms of the uptake and the use of sustainable um, energies and two in terms of standardization what do we mean by more sustainable um, energies what what does this transition mean how do we make this a just transition and of course thirdly from a governance perspective as well.
0: What are some of the key trends though you mentioned obviously that solar Uh, as one of the sustainable energies that's kind of been proven. What are some of the key trends that you see in the market? Obviously, a few weeks ago, we saw that huge breakthrough when it comes to fusion technology, although that's not quite there yet. But what are some of the key trends that you see when it comes to the energy transition? And how do you see those flowing into next year?
1: And no, you're absolutely right. I mean, that was obviously a very, very exciting Announcement. Not anything um, I'm sure we'll see uh, anytime, and extremely soon as a reliable source. But um, it's technologies like that, and it's innovations like that. So in terms of trends, um, definitely solar and wind, um, especially for uh, relevant for our parts of the world, and some of the trends around CCUS, so um, carbon capture and storage as well, which is um, which is very much at the moment being developed, especially by the large energy players today. But the, in terms of, so if you look at the academic papers around it, um, I think there are also alternative viewpoints around possibly the effectiveness or um, or the ability to sustain such technologies as well. So again, it's very much a discovery mode in terms of those areas. But I think if we come back to financing and if we look at the ability Beyond technologies to be able to finance, in whether it's in the region or in the world, we can think about the complexities of implementation as well. Mm-hmm. And if you go by even the um, even the very the more established technologies today, the key to private sector financing in enabling implementation, for example, comes in a couple of ways. So you know we've got uh, you know there there's a lot of talk around green loans or sustainability linked loans. And it's very much around mobilizing assets, not just in terms of discovering new technologies, but truly being able to, on on two levels, so on one level is being able to deploy private financing towards the practicality and implementation of these more proven technologies. And secondly, in terms of being able to screen not just climate purpose-built funds, but also being able to ensure that there is an ESG lens on other funds that are, in fact, touching all facets of society and being able to ensure that there is a sustainability facet within those other funds as well.
0: Margie, very quickly, while I've got you with me, what do you see as being the key trends when it comes to financing the energy transition in 2023?
1: I think for sure, um, the the, um, the areas around the ability to leverage both remo- removal of carbon, for example, through um, CCUS as mentioned, but also to be able to explore solutions like nature-based solutions, for example, at the moment, I mean, we had a very exciting announcement from COP15 and um, hopeful um, and waiting for the details um, around uh, the conclusion of that. But uh, I think come 2023, The financing around climate will be focused and and energy transition um, in particular will be focused around the two areas that we've already discussed. So one being discovery of new technologies in terms of being able to ensure that um, we are actually transitioning the emitters at the moment, but also the ability to remove carbon from our existing environment. And secondly, the implementation of the solutions that are being discovered, and I think that might actually take a larger focus than it has before. So, come 2023, we're beginning to see some technologies that actually transition into the feasibility um, area for mass implementation. And I think that's where financing will be key in ensuring that the uptake and the adoption of those technologies actually achieve the goals that we need in order for the planet to continue to sustain.
0: Wonderful. Well, Margie, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you, Rachel. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We've been speaking with Margie Ong, partner Southeast Asia at ERM. You're listening to MoneyFM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.